Welcome back. Welcome into the Lion's Share Podcast. It is week four in the NFL, and the Detroit Lions defense has gone missing. Put up the posters. Where are they? Yeah, man. Two pickles shy of a 50-burger. I don't know what we're doing out there. The Lions, through four weeks, have given up 35.3 points per game and averaged 35 points per game offensively. Detroit's 281 combined points and their points allowed on defense are the most by any team in the first four games of an NFL season. So Detroit setting records once again. But in today's episode, we will give a full breakdown of the Lions versus Seattle. And we will talk all the games in the NFL, including Cooper Rush getting a W. He's 4-0 and as a starter with the Dallas Cowboys. Call him the Cooper Cowboys after this week. After the NFL talks, we'll talk a little bit about college football and just briefly talk next week as the Lions will be taking on the Patriots. Without further ado, let's talk about the stats from today's game. Jared Goff, 26 of 39, four touchdowns, one interception. That was the pick six right in the second half. But another four touchdown day for Mr. Jared Goff. He was going Goff, as some are calling it. Jamal Williams added 108 yards on the ground with two touchdowns. No hip thrust this week. Hawkinson, big day for him. Eight catches, 179 yards, two touchdowns, including an 81-yard play. Almost got a third touchdown at the end there. Was about two yards short of a touchdown. Almost added three touchdowns. Congrats to him, though. First game of his career with two touchdowns. Tom Kennedy also added a few big catches on third and fourth down when they needed it most. On the defensive side of the ball, Deshaun Elliott and Malcolm Rodriguez, a.k.a. Rodrigo, both had 11 tackles respectively. Jack Fox on special teams, always a, a terrific punter, showed off his arm again once again today. He's shown it in the past, but he can play quarterback for some teams, I bet, as a backup. He's got a second career. Before we talk the first half, We've talked to RG3 in this podcast before, but he hit us with another zinger. This time not on the airwaves, but on the Twitter keystrokes. AB showed more D than the Seattle Seahawks and Lions did today. So he's a menace once again to society. I can't really spot the lie in that tweet. Yeah, that was quite the blur. I'm not going to lie. You got you to gotta thank the person uh, for blurring that image out. Uh, you did all of us a service. We couldn't tell what was there at all. And today, the Lions... Their D was missing, as we said, missing. Reward for the finding of the Detroit Lions D. It felt like this game in particular, one, it was an extremely long game, and two, it felt like a blur too. This kind of felt like a blur as well. There We got blurs on both sides here. Well, not only that, but you forget one one key um, stat line. Uh, oh, hit me with it. Yeah, it, that would be, uh, can you just remind us what we were on extra point conversions today? Oh boy, we're gonna talk that. Okay. But yep, that's the that's the only stat. Okay, Mister Dominic uh, Ebril better be looking for uh, another job after this week because, yeah, we'll talk that. But uh, in the first half, he missed two, correct, or one, one or two, right? Uh, he missed the one early and the one going into halftime. Had yeah, to go so he missed two two point conversions on the other ones. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. And Let's the ones talk he made. Half. We're awfully close to the upright as well. Yeah, no, 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 nothing, clo- <laughs> nothing, nothing sure-footed today from him. No, no, sir. Well, in the first half, shaky first half for the Lions. Got off to a little bit of a slow start. 
But a big uh, turnover by Rodrigo on the special team side of the ball. Punching the ball out and a big recovery from the long snapper. Of all, all the guys on the field, the long snapper ends up with the ball. You love to see that. And more importantly, Lions get points off the turnover. Capitalize on that and get the touchdown. Missed extra point. But uh, yeah, uh, good job by the Lions to capitalize on that turnover. Yeah, I mean, once again, it's the team of flashes. I don't know why we don't just become the Detroit Chargers at this point. Uh, but that's all this team is, is flashes of greatness and then shit. Just shit in between that. You think they'd switch? Do a, do a trade with the Chargers? The, the Los Angeles Lions and then the Detroit Chargers? I, I just want to know how the Superchargers song would translate to Detroit. And if oh. Eminem would do that remake. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You saw him on Hard Knocks. What would we call that? Michigan Superchargers. Whoa. I it just I didn't know we were going to get karaoke today, but color me surprised and give me more of that when, it, when the time comes. Lions on defense struggled all day, as we said. The Seattle was just carving them up, going down the field with ease. Uh, and that's with Geno Smith at the at the helm. So tough look for them. Uh, on fourth down, lines go for it and pull out a trick play. Uh, we mentioned it. Jack Fox had a nice throw, picking up the fourth and three there to keep the drive alive. Good game for Jack Fox. He's always consistent. Oh, you got to know Dan Campbell was fired up about it too. That's that's bread and butter, Dan Campbell. That's what he lives for, mm-hmm. fourth downs, trick plays, and uh, a little bit of living on the edge. Always, always. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, then the, uh, then the refs started to join into the game and the, the lines got their first holding calls. They, that offensive line has been fairly clean all season. And they, they showed some struggles today with a few holding calls and false starts. I mentioned it in my upcoming halftime capsule. Yeah. Not only the lions, but, uh, but the other guys as well. The, the, the whole oh, yeah. ref crew was just real, real happy with their trigger finger today. The official penalties for each team combined for 19 penalties, uh, 11, 11 on Seattle and, and eight on Detroit. Uh, at least that were accepted. There were more, but that weren't, that weren't accepted. Yeah. I was going to uh, say that also doesn't count the ones that they threw out and, uh, just picked up as well. Oh yeah! Not only were they picking up flags, but they were not giving explanations. It wasn't like uh, they would do the wave and they say there's no foul for offensive pass interference or whatever the penalty is. Right? At one point, they didn't even do that. There was a flag on Seattle that they didn't even say there's no flag for holding. Whatever it was, just pick it up. There's no flag. It, like it never happened. Then now nah, that just fell out of my pocket. Hole in my pocket. <laughs> Move on. Play ball. Play ball, folks. Oh my God! Rodrigo played a nice game. Played, had a good first half. As we said, he got the fumble. He was making plays on defense all day long. But in the first half, Khalif Raymond had a fumble. That was a that one hurt a little bit. Fast forward to Jared Goff on third and long hits our boy, Mister Tom Kennedy. Then eventually, Lions go down and score big score before the half. You know, you're thinking in your head, okay, they're down. They get a score here right before half. They get the ball to start the second half and they're right into this game and you know they could they could take the lead and not look back but instead of making it a an eight point game making it one possession game at the half we had mr mr jv himself dominic come out and shank one on the extra point makes it a nine point game it's 24 15 at the half 
Here's some raw thoughts from us during the halftime capsule. Tommy, take it away. Ooh, here we are, halftime capsule. Up and down, first half, Lions trail, 25-14. Huge score at the end there, uh, but of course, we've got a JV kicker in the game, and this guy sucks from for the extra points. Had a nice 49-yard field goal, but uh, hey, we need you to make uh, the easy ones, buddy. Okay, uh, it's going to be crucial for the second half. But huge score, as I said, before the half. Now the Lions have back-to-back possessions. They'll start the ball with the second half. They need to uh, right the ship here. This was the get-right game, and they came out a little flat. Uh, not a clean half by any means. A lot of penalties, a lot of miscues. Cleve Freeman had a fumble. Uh, it's just not a clean game. Some of those injury bugs rearing their head. A lot of holding calls and false starts from the offensive line. Uh, something we haven't seen a lot of this year. So um, got to clean things up in the second half, that's for sure. Clean things up on the defense side of the ball. Way too easy for Geno Smith, making him look good, which he's not. So, um, yeah, clean up the defense. Uh, got to gotta cover these tight ends. Got to co- cover these checkdowns that Geno's throwing, and he's um, he's he's got to get a little pressure on him. He's feeling way too comfortable back there. Make him make mistakes. Make him uncomfortable. And uh, Kobe Bryant is very much alive causing that fumble. Uh, for any of the deniers out there, Kobe Bryant is alive. So I had this one in my final prediction as 30-24 Lions. That's still in play. Seattle has 24 right now, so they got to be shut out in the second half. Hey, if the Lions shut them out and get to 30, which they could do, they go for a, they get a touchdown, extra point, touchdown, two point conversion. This is 30 24. This is still in play. Let's go, Lions. There we go, Lions fans. That's how we respond to adversity. That was incredible. Way to get a score going into the halftime. We got the ball coming back to us. This is going to be, this is going to be good. We're going to get the ball back. We're going to drive back down. Who knows if you go for two at, at this point. I like how we scored. Dan and Campbell threw the headset off and said, let's kick the extra point. Let's get off this field. Let's get out of here. Defense, not looking good. Okuda, our normal shining star there on the D. Uh, he's suffering with the loss of Tracy Walker. He's got no hope over the top. He saw that Metcalf beat him deep, and uh, he had just no help over the top. So see that. Anzalone's having an ugly day out there. He is he's falling for every line fake. We can't keep containment on Geno Smith of all quarterbacks. The linebacker play and defensive ends have got to contain him. And God, I don't, I don't even know what else to say. It's just bad defensive play. But they're bending. They're not fully snapping. That's a lot of points to give up. But let's uh, let's challenge it. Let's hold them to uh, to ten points here in the second half, and we're gonna come out here winners. Jack Fox might be up for contention of BA Play of the Week on that on that fake punt converted. Also, Malcolm Rodriguez, he's my other guy. Uh, the adversity that I talked about is all the penalties. We've got nothing going right for us. So let's uh, let's challenge the Lions. Let's come out. No more penalties in the second half. Hold them to 10 points, win this game, get healthy, and move on. Let's do it. Let's go Lions. Well, folks, let me get another word in here. Now we know why this guy didn't make the team. I don't know how he even made the practice squad. I hope it's just jitters, but this is piss poor. That's that's a classic example of uh, walking away from a TV when you thought it was a sure thing field goal. I mean, Dan Campbell did it. I said that in the first report. God, I'm just upset now.
All right, thank you, Tommy. That's our raw emotions from halftime. I was starting to feel a little bit of hope. Um, like I said, they had the chance to get the ball to start the second half, and uh, yeah, it it was first play pick six, so it was it was real deflating. Felt like oh man, that's at that point I almost started to just watch red zone, but I I didn't give up on them. But it was hard to watch. You know, they were defense couldn't get off the field all day. They had so many big da- big third downs where you kept thinking, all right, here's where we get off the field, and it just never happened. Oh, yeah, by the way, I mentioned it in my halftime capsule, but uh, Kobe Bryant is alive. It's a miracle. Next, we're going to have Jesus walking on the water. I think he spells it differently on, the, on Seattle, but the fact that he wears number eight is kind of like, it, obviously You're telling it's an me, ode to Kobe. You're telling me they got a Kobe Bryant and a Michael Jackson on that team? Oh, they have a Michael Jackson? MJ? They got a Michael Jackson on that team. Oh, boy. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, Kobe, um, he's the one who punched out the ball on uh, Khalees' fumble. Yeah, I like Kobe less. Less. Kobe's the GOAT. But uh, way too way too easy all day long on defense. I, I've, I said in my time capsule that the 30-24 prediction that I had was still intact, and it, it went away in about 11 seconds, I think, is the time it took Seattle to get on the board in the second half. So boy was I wrong. It was deflating, but the Lions didn't let it didn't let it get them down. They kept it interesting the whole second half. Seattle missed a field goal, keeps it two scores. Jamal responds on on the other side of the ball with a 50-yard touchdown run. No hip thrust once again, no penalty there. No no fine this week. Kept it clean. Uh even though he shouldn't have been penalized last week, but a big run from him. Great to see that. They have a miscue on the two-point conversion, but there's defensive holding, so they get the second chance on the two-point conversion. Jared Goff runs it in. All of a sudden, the Lions look like they're going to try to make it a game again. Then we had the uh, mysterious third and long from the Seattle side of the ball on offense when it was, I believe, third and 18. or It was third and very long. Geno just throws the ball away, basically, to nobody, and suddenly the refs claim that there was a whistle play never happened the play was blown dead before the ball was snapped subsequently uh seattle runs a draw on third and 18 and a draw from like the 40 yard line or whatever it was looking like seattle is going to have at the very least a long tough field goal there third and 18 run that shouldn't even get a first down gets a touchdown wouldn't stop the run that wouldn't stop and anzalone chased him the entire way too which was (laughs) sad to watch He's putting in the effort, Just but it's all for not. Chased him down from behind the entire way. What's going on? <laughs> they they show that replay, and they just you see that the line, uh, just the box is loaded up, and there's nobody in the secondary. Just a, I, I no, do just have a gap. It was so bad. I do have an Anzalone update, though. I mean, as bad as he played today, he one million percent plays better with the hair up. He's a hair up kind of guy. Okay. Okay. That's that's something to watch. Uh, that's he's the gonna, unofficial he's a official stat. Yeah, he's a captain. He's not losing his starting job anytime soon. Yeah, you're you're gonna see that hair a lot. Hopefully, he just keeps it tucked up a little more often. Right. Yeah. But typical D- Detroit versus everybody play there, where the the refs mysteriously have a whistle and the play's blown dead, and then of course Seattle scores a touchdown on the next play. Uh, can't blame it all on the refs. Obviously, the the defensive scheme there was all out aggressive, trying to get to the quarterback on third and long, and they run a draw, which is like the perfect 
uh, or Gino checks into a draw, one of the two, we feel like the game's almost out of reach at that point. And and then they strike back again, which was just once insanity. again. Well, well. So the first half when they had the they had nine going into that last play before the half, scored to make it fifteen, miss missed the extra point, which sad again. But they built momentum coming out of it. We talked about it in the halftime capsules that right. you built that you built this momentum. Okay, let's convert it into the second half. And then, like you said, we were on the phone as it happened. Pick six the other way, and, and is really just deflated. And then the second half, the offense the offense comes alive. I mean, the defense slumbered away in hibernation, but at least the offense Missing. woke up at halftime. Yes, yeah. And Hawkinson is the big play you're referring to. They 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 gave up the score on third and long, but right on the other side of the ball, Hawkinson has an 81 yard. Uh, run scamper catch right and uh somehow stays in bounds there was a little bit worried that maybe he stepped out on the replay they were gonna see i was gonna see something close but it wasn't even close uh just a big play the 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 offense just refused to go away all day long yeah and on that play refuses to get into the end zone as well it happened to him (laughs) twice which was which was hilarious two two tackles within the five are you saying shades of todd stevens (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, T-Steezy at its finest. He's more of a one-yard line kind of guy, though. Fellow tight end, though. Yeah, that is very true. You know, they kind of almost had the same hair at one point. That curly, that curly it's, look. Hawkinson it's different out of now. College. Yeah, it's very different now. Hawkinson's got the main going on. And Seattle's tight end's trying to do the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised to see Hawkinson show up to the stadium in all leather uh, go shopping with Rodrigo for a hot sec, get himself a cowboy hat, and start riding into games on a, a big old Harley, handlebars way up high, and he's just trotting into Ford Field. That's that's how I see him. Yeah, I think Rodrigo's going to show up in a horse at this point. It's coming soon. Dude, I won't stop showing him off on Twitter and in all yes. of his cowboy uniforms. Every week, it's the same thing. It's his brand now, though. He's got He's got to live it. But Colby Parkinson on the other side of the ball, yeah, he's got like the exact same haircut as Hawkinson. I don't know yes. who had it first, but I'm, I think it was Hawkinson. Back to the Lions here. Uh, so yeah, they get a they get a big play out of Hawkinson. They keep it close. Next touchdown drive, they get Reynolds with what might be the most sure-handed catch for a touchdown you've ever seen, where he's he's just holding on to it like yeah, he held on to it not only through the ground but like all the way to the huddle. Uh, yeah, legend says he's still holding on to that ball. He was pestered by the Seattle defender, even on the ground, and, and held on to it. So Reynolds had a fairly good day. Um, they add the two-point conversion as well to Hawkinson. Uh, so at that point, you're thinking, here, here, here we, we go, go again. The Lions are going to make it close at the end. Oru Warrior, all bad all day long, but he finally did make a play a little bit at the end there to, to force Seattle into the field goal, which was the first time really all day that the defense went bent after. but didn't break. Well, it was like the first time they picked on Oru Warrior there too at the end, which was which was hilarious. It was like Gino and the entire offense forgot to watch film of last week. And, and then right there at the end, they just started picking on him. Uh, Lockett did got got free a couple times and in big situations once again big third downs where we thought okay here's where we're finally getting off the field and there was one where Gino just kind of tossed one up 
uh, off his back foot. Should have been picked, but Aruwarie lost him. Uh, it, it happened a couple other times. He, he he redeemed himself with one big swat away, and then unfortunately got hurt. So I mean, just chalk it up to another cornerback god. T's and P's. So Lions hold him to a field goal there. It's a ten point game. Tom Kennedy has a big fourth down conversion to keep the drive alive for the Lions, keep the game alive for the Lions. Hawkinson gets yet another touchdown, touchdown number two. And this time, Dominic Eberl makes the extra point. He's, but the ball, uh, but as you said, albeit he made it interesting, you know, within probably five yards of the upright, fairly close to hitting the upright, but he makes it. Yeah, I thought we were going to have another doink situation. Oh, man. We'll get to London in a minute. Lions cut it within three uh, with a minute left, roughly a minute left. They go for the onside. The onside almost gets recovered. Give credit to Dominic where he deserves it, I guess. He he did the no tee, ball flat on the ground, horizontal, spinner kick that looked like it wasn't even going to go five yards and somehow dribbled its way all the way to 10. And, and Seattle tries to pick up the ball. It was actually Nick Belorf, uh, fellow former... A former Chippewa still making a name for himself on special teams. Been with Seattle for a while. Has trouble with the with the spinner kick and uh, Lions almost fall on it. Uh, that was your that was your game. They could have still had three timeouts. Hey, good time management from Dan this week with the with the, with the timeouts. Still had three in his pocket with a minute left. Lions had a chance to maybe make some magic happen on defense, get a stop, and maybe your offense can pull one out of their hats. Seattle just. Too easily runs the ball, and uh, Seattle is not a good running team. I believe they're like 30th in the league in rushing, and the, once again, the defense couldn't hold its water all game long. Yeah, I mean, once again, it's just shoot yourself in the foot as we go along, and uh, and we we actually got back into an old habit of ours from last year, where you spot the team 14 points and then you decide to play offense. So that was nice to see out of these Lions this year. The ghosts of defenses past, huh? The ghost of Lions past? Oh, they got to pull up anybody they can. And if if all they have left to pull up is ghost, then so be it. That might be what we're rolling with here coming into the uh, one, one more week before we hit the bye. Seattle seemed like they wanted to run play fakes all game long. And how many times did we see that? It was like a rinse and repeat for them. Play fake, dump it off to the tight end, dump it off to the running back. Got vertical a couple times during the game and and had a few plays like that. Most of the game, it was just easy mode for, for Geno Smith with, with just the taking what was there. And the, the defense had trouble with it all game long, failed to adjust. A lot of people upset with Aaron Glenn after this one. Yeah, I can tell you one person who's not upset with Aaron Glenn, though, after listening to the postgame stuff, and that's Dan Campbell. Dan Dan believes in his guys, and he's not putting it on them. I mean, they're going to go, he said, review it but uh, doesn't blame Aaron Glenn at all. The noise, as you could call it, has started, though, with, with the Aaron Glenn situation. We know Dan is close with Aaron, and and it'll be tough for anything to happen. And I don't think anything happens during the season. It would be an off-season thing. It's tough because, very clearly, this defense is not all together. It's a talent issue as well as a scheme issue, it seems like. And it's hard to judge how much of it you can put on the scheme with the talent that's out there. Obviously they have a couple guys in place. Rodrigo's showing a lot of signs of hope. Aiden, not so much this game, but he's shown that he has that ability. 
and a couple other guys on defense. So you've got some guys, but uh, very clearly that secondary was in shambles and Tracy Walker's out. Um, even with Tracy Walker, I, I, the defense was still in shambles. They need some help on defense. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's true. I think I said last week they should go out and get themselves a veteran safety to kind of just solidify the defense. And uh, I don't know, anybody with experience in the league kind of gives you a nice little safety blanket over the top. Is always is always a beautiful feeling now that Walker's gone. You saw Okuda, or excuse me, Metcalf, kind of talking some trash throughout the week and how Okuda always had help over the top and uh, obviously got the best of him a couple times today. For, but for the most part, outside of two to three catches, really didn't have much. No, and Okuda played, played well once again. He's shine of hope on the defense along with Rodrigo and some others he's being consistent that's the most important part he's not he's not Revis Island out there but he's he's being consistent and he's he's working his way up he's building a nice record behind his name now so got to continue to build on on that in the secondary because the rest of the secondary oof, not so not so hot they gave up 48 points obviously part of those points were from um, the pick six so not all those points given up by the defense, but most of them, right? 48 points to a team that had 47 points total through three weeks. So they they double, more than double their points per game this this year. And they didn't punt all game long. That's what everybody's talking about. That's the big word on the street. That's what you're here at the water cooler tomorrow is that the Lions didn't force a punt all game. Sad. Like I think I said it. I mean, there were so many times where you thought this is a long third down or even the short third downs where the crowd was in it and you had all the momentum and you think there's no way they're going to convert this and just could not get off the field. Ah, man, the crowd was good, too. The crowd did did everything they needed to do. They were loud. They stayed they stayed all game. It was it was tough that the crowds. I mean, they want this team to win. It's just, you know, we're not there yet. Yeah, the the hard part with Detroit sports fans, though, is how long are they going to hold on? And folks, <laughs> right. please hold on. I mean, at least give it three years. I mean, I know this is very disappointing and the wrong direction where we wanted to go, but the players don't want to lose either. I'm telling you, they're not there to lose. They're there to win. I mean, Hawk looked pretty depressed after this game, but yeah. you got to think they're gonna write the ship. I, I said it, I said it to you before game day too. It wasn't so much a must-win for me as much as this game or next week is is the must-win week. I mean, you need to win one of these two and go into the bye at two and three. I think you're safe at two and three. This next week against the Patriots now becomes must-win. Yeah, a lot of people would take that at this point. You mentioned about Hawkinson. I was so close to naming this episode. I was so ready to name this episode Mr. Hocktober because he was having a great game. Needed it from him with, with the uh, uh, offensive weapons out, Swift, Amon-Ra, and Chark all out. So they need needed guys on the offensive side to step up, and Hawkinson obviously did. Man, if he keeps this up, this might we might start changing the calendar from October to Hocktober. Yeah, he knows it's a contract here. We've talked about it nearly oh, yeah. every episode. Mitch, I hope you didn't sit him this week. He he had a he had a game that's for sure. Aaron Glenn, back to him real quick. Uh, you know, you talked about it that the team wants to win. I don't think the issue at all with Aaron Glenn is he the those guys will play for him like that. He's a he is good with the players. I think if there's anywhere that he struggles, it's in the scheming. But as far as 
guys playing for him, like there's no lack of effort on the defense side of ball. It, it, not for the sake of Aaron Glenn, at least. Yeah, and the mistakes you see them make, you saw it on. Uh, I don't know. It was a it was a short touchdown, I think, for for Seattle. Um, they go, they run a lot of man man, uh, man on man because it's young mm-hmm. defense. That's it's the easiest thing for a young defense to do is just hey, take your man straight up. This is who you got. That's why we're seeing Okuda on the best receivers from the other yeah. team as well. But when they go into a more zone defense, that's where they get all sorts of out of whack where you got crossing bodies and they can't seem to stop shuffle and go with a new man. It's, 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 it seems nearly impossible to pass a player off from one to another defensively. Mm. Yeah. And you got guys looking like they're in quicksand out there, not being able to keep up with these faster, faster guys out of the backfield. Yeah, it's bad. And speaking of Metcalf though, I, did you see his transportation to the locker room there? <laughs> I, I, I saw it. I, I I think I went to the bathroom myself. So I I was I came back and I see that the the fox fox was showing him getting carted off, and I'm thinking, oh, what happened? I didn't see anything happen. So, you know, it was weird. But uh, yeah, he just he just needed a potty break. <laughs> he tweeted about well, it after the game. Lamar is going to start using these tactics. Yeah, no, he yeah he he didn't want to pull a Lamar situation there, so he he just got the cart and uh, yeah. DK DK had to had to drop one. Ugly. On the offensive side of the ball, obviously the offense played great, played more than good enough to win the game. Hawkinson, big day. Jamal, big day. Jared Goff, another four touchdown game for him. Had the pick six, but uh, relatively good outside of that. They had two turnovers, like we mentioned, Khalif Raymond and the uh, the Goff interception. So two turnovers from the offense, not not great, but nothing that was going to put them out of the game. I mean, they could have won the game with those two turnovers. With all the weapons out, we were worried about it, you know, concerned about, okay, how's this offense going to look? And everybody seemed to step it up. It's just unfortunate the defense couldn't get a stop. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. You hit it again. Uh, we, we The offense wasn't played nearly well enough to win in the first half. They they showed up in the second half. They, they didn't show up for the whole game. At least they showed up for a half. I can't say the same for the defense, which is sad. But I mean, as far as those people saying that out there saying Goff can't get it done, I'm gonna have to to respectfully disagree. This is one of the most high-powered Lions offenses we've ever seen, and he's shown that he can throw balls away. I think the biggest knock I had on him today was uh, the near interception at the goal line where he was going for it all again, and he had mm-hmm. like five free yards so instead of a fourth and five or four where we got out of bounds it's still fourth and nine i think that was my one big knock on him but other than that he's shown that he can run this offense even with the uh the miscue on the two-point conversion where on the other side of the ball you saw gino getting into his guys faces for mistakes Goff goes okay yes mistake we got lucky we got bailed out he's not up in everybody's face he's He's a dude's dude. He's a team player. Um, Lions had uh, had scouts at the Kentucky Ole Miss game. They were watching Will Levis, allegedly. Um, so quarterback for the Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> Personally, don't want to see them draft him, but um, they are they are potentially going quarterback in the draft. But like we've said it before, if Jared's serviceable and if Jared continues to have the year that he's having, which is a, f- a really good year, 
more than solid year for him. Uh, that'll be interesting to watch as the season progresses. I think this was a big test game for him. Shout out Mitch. He also mentioned this in a text to me, but big game for Jared because, you know, it was a, it was a test for him without, without these weapons, you know, you could have, you could have chalked up to his, his performances in the past couple games. You could have chalked him up to, well, he's got Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the best wide receivers in the league and DeAndre Swift, obviously in the backfield. So he proved it today by doing it without any of those guys and, doing it with some lesser known guys like, you know, our boy, Tom Kennedy, Tom Kennedy, which the lot long time lion made a comment to me today should never have been cut from the team to <laughs> okay. which I say shows how good our wide receiver room is. It's just too good. There's not enough room, not enough yes. room. Uh, you know Golf. where there is room, you know, where there is room. Sorry to cut you off there, brother, but you know where there is room is in the kicking game. Kicking room <sighs> has plenty of room. We might have open castings, open tryouts for the kicking room because Siebert, we thought he was bad. Well, Dominic Ebrill comes into town. First time ever kicking a field goal. Why aren't they signing Rodrigo? I, we talked about a double up. I want to double dip on some Rodrigos. Give me some double stuff of that. I'm dipping it in milk. So we, we had the discussion offline, but we were wondering, you know, there's got to be somebody else out there besides Dominic Ebrill that's kicked a field goal in an NFL game before that you could have gotten. Um, obviously it was a, it was kind of a mid game or midweek injury thing for Siebert. So it was kind of a last minute pickup for them, but man, Rodrigo was just working out. Rodrigo was working out, uh, for the Jaguars this week on Tuesday. He could have, he could have hit hopped down a flight to Detroit on Thursday or whatever game or whatever day. And certainly probably would have made some extra points. I mean, it would have given us a a little more distance in the kicking uh, game had we needed it yeah yeah you know we had uh, to, we had no choice there at the end of the game you would have had to have gone for it anyway because you're not going to trust him with a field goal to tie it there's no way no no he did make the 49 yarder which is which was which was crazy because he, he he was allergic to the extra points but somehow kicks a 49 yarder his first ever uh yeah but, Another thing we did talk about off air was the when we found out about the Seabert kick was the possibilities of having Indomitian Sue come back to kick oh. extra points and good lord he might have got closer. He probably he probably would have gotten closer and he might have might have been able to help out the defense as well. Stop uh, a run today. They did not do any of that today. But but like we said, the offense was the shining shining moment, shining thing for this for this game. You can hang your hat on that the offense is looking solid and they're hopefully get these guys back that are injured and including um, Jamison Williams, another threat on the offensive side of the ball and the and the, in the um, ever growing wide receiver room that's just bulging at the seams with with talent. Yeah, so let's talk about the BA line of the week. We had a couple guys. Jamal had a good game. Rodrigo had a good game, but ultimately Hawkinson takes the crown for me. Yeah, well-deserved career day for the guy, like we've said several times, playing for contracts. Beautiful hair. Hopefully this new contract gets him enough money to uh, get that Harley we need to see him on. Yeah, yes, sir. One more thing before we talk NFL. Uh saw this on Twitter. Meyer is selling shirts that say Detroit football rebuilding since 1957. Heard that. Yeah. Also saw on Twitter a guy uh, in the Lions crowd with uh, a Lions jersey on the back name played at Red Super Bowls and the number was double zero, baby. Let's go. Let's go. We're gonna we're gonna get one. We're gonna get one in our lifetime. I'm just we're gonna will that to to happen. Yeah. So 
let's talk about the rest of the NFL, huh? Um, Thursday night, we had the matchup of the Bengals and the Dolphins. Tua, obviously the big news out of that game, gets carted off in a scary moment. Probably shouldn't have been in the game, right? But the Bengals get it done. They're 2-2. Two and two, two in a row for the Bengals. Bengals in a whiteout, too. Uh, yes, sir. They were talking about how they looked like uh, stormtroopers. Uh, okay, nerds. They looked like snow tigers, obviously. Snow tigers, yeah. No, they they had the the end zones as well. We talked about it. The end zones going white as well. Really added to it. They had the crowd all you know, almost all white. Tried to go to Penn State, like you said. But yeah, the Bengals are still good. They uh, back in back at five hundred, uh, forced to be reckoned with. Dolphins are still gonna still gonna be good. Um, Tua is out for some time. Who knows? He might be back sooner rather than later. We'll see. Uh, but Dolphins still three and one. That leaves us with only one unbeaten team in the NFL. Well, also good for the uh, Dolphins. Bridgewater is very serviceable. He looked good out there that night as well. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good filling guy. Had some injuries of his own, so he he's obviously partial to that. Uh, yeah, let's talk London, shall we? Oh, L- London town, the Kirk double joint, the Bing Bong. Bing bong. That's that was an ugly ending, and honestly, shame on the NFL. I think they hate their fans, and they don't want us to watch this game. Yeah, you had a little bit of a moment there, didn't you? I had some tef- te- technical difficulties. I may have said some profane language. I've apologized for it. Couldn't get the game on though. I was pretty upset. I lived lived and died by GameCast and Twitter. YouTube TV had me going all day ga- all day long, so I no complaints here. Um, but yeah, the Saints with Andy Dalton at quarterback almost pull out a shocker. Uh, I didn't see it being this close. Yeah, I I didn't think it was going to be this close at all. And honestly, I didn't think it was going to be such a shootout at the end. I thought maybe one team was going to go up and kind of coast and the other one was going to get some late scores to make it look close at the end. But I mean, this was a shootout through and through. And I think some of those fans were calling for red cards. Yeah. Oh, you know they were. You know they were. They had the Ted Lasso uh, cast and crew in the stadium <laughs> I saw that. singing Sweet Caroline. The English folk got down to uh, Sweet Caroline so so vividly. That was crazy. I mean, they, the, uh, the NFL won't let Bezos get a team yet, but <laughs> we're talking expansion and we start going uh, international. He oh, might God. be taking that London team. Browns, Falcons, Browns fall. By a field goal to the Falcons. Both teams now 2-2. Two two. We called it, baby. Brownie down. Brownie down. Uh, well, you Atlanta, called it. I didn't. Sorry. Sorry for your loss there. Atlanta looking like a feisty team. Honestly, Atlanta, uh, they take my what you called for the Texans this year better than what you think. Mm. That's the Falcons for me. They're better than what you think. They're going to win some tricky games. Cordero Patterson, don't forget, good player. Uh, the Falcons might be a quarterback away from being a really good team, though. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the quarterback from Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter, waiting behind Mariota. So that maybe he is that guy. We'll see. Just one injury. You know who is the guy? None other than Mr. Cooper Rush. We mentioned at the top of the show, 4-0 as a starter. Gets it done once again today. He's not a flashy guy. He didn't. He's not. He doesn't do much. Uh, to make the highlight reel, he's 15 of 27 today. Not, not a crazy stat line. 
223 and two touchdowns. Um, but Fox mentioned it in the pregame show. He's just really good at not making mistakes, like not doing, not making errant throws that you don't need to, not forcing the ball, throwing interceptions, not taking stupid sacks. Like he's just, he's just really good at not, not, not messing up. Well, yeah, and it also helps when he realizes that he has a couple good receivers and CD Lamb, and he also got Gallup back today, both of which. Yep. Put up scores, and I mean, we we've said it, Chippewa and beyond. He knows his role. Be mm-hmm. serviceable. Put your playmakers in a chance, in a position to make a play, and uh, get them the ball. Get the ball out of that's, your hands. That's all you got to do, and and don't make mistakes. Don't put your defense in a bad spot, and they they you know they're not going to score on every drive. It's not that type of team. It's not that prolific for him at the QB role. But he's gonna he's gonna get the ball back and to the, to the he's gonna rely on the defense to to get the stop and take the points when they get them and they win twenty five to ten over the Commanders. Um, Dak Dak is scheduled to start maybe some more throwing action this week. He's still got swelling, so there's talks of maybe he comes back next week as soon as next week. But like we've said before, I don't know, I don't know. You might want to just let Cooper cook. Uh, uh, who knew who knew Cooper was going to be this serviceable? But I mean, if you want to talk about the world of quarterback injuries, this week was riddled with them. Yes, yes, it was. Um, I mean, we got uh, Brian Hoyer coming in for the Patriots late in the day, trying to get uh, trying to get his first win. He went out quick. I know you said yeah. you missed this one, but. Uh, we had Packer. Uh, I don't even know who the defensive end for the Packers were. Packers weren't putting a single nose tackle in the middle of the field. They were just loading up the outsides with two and three people on each side and just letting them run free. And Brian okay. Hoyer just took a heavy shot. <laughs> it was bad. I didn't even see the replay, but uh, by the sounds of it, it's pretty bad. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, let's go in order here. Don't get me off track. Titans. Sorry. Titans, Colts, Titans were in the driver's seat for most of the game. Colts tried to make it interesting at the end, but uh, Titans now two and two. Derrick Henry, like once again, realized that he was good at football. Every time the red zone flashed this game, Derrick Henry was running free off the right (laughs) side and just uh, was choosing, which odd, you don't see it from him often, was choosing to run out of bounds because he knew he was going to get another. Once again, a head scratcher. How did the Colts beat the Chiefs? And nobody knows. Nobody knows. Giants three and one now. They get the win over the Bears, twenty to twelve. Giants, like I said, three and one. Uh, wow, didn't see that coming. Had them in my o o o and seventeen territory in my pre pre year predictions. That couldn't have been more wrong. I think I had like a ceiling of three wins for them, so they're already at my ceiling. I think I was right there with you. I had them as my worst team in the NFL going into the season. Uh, I mean, I called it, it was a snooze fest of the of the day. It was, it was a pretty pretty boring game, except for the very end when the Bears tried to make something and nothing. As time ran out, they were just uh, backyard schoolyard pitching it everywhere. Yeah. So much so that the Giants set off the the the, the fireworks. Fireworks. <laughs> So Did that was that. going off mid-play, which was really cool. 
Yeah, several offensive linemen got the ball on that that final play, and that's not the not the guys that you want with the ball. That's for sure. But yeah, definitely a snoozer, low scoring affair. I think there was some weather in this game as well. Justin Fields only eleven completions on the day, no touchdowns. Saquon had one hundred and forty six yards on the ground, and came in as emergency quarterback because once again, as you said, a tough week for some quarterbacks and injuries out there. Danny Dimes goes out. Tyrod Taylor comes in. He gets a concussion or at least is being evaluated for concussions. And you know, the NFL is not letting him come back in after Tua's incident. So anything remotely close to a concussion, especially for a quarterback. Yeah, no, you're not going back in, buddy. We, uh, we don't have a third guy on the third. We don't have a third string. So Saquon, we're running wildcat. It was, it was nice. I mean, he, Got the job done. What more do you want? Yeah. Dan- yeah. Danny Dimes, uh, take a seat. Giants, three and one. Uh, we'll get to them in our pretenders and contenders episode, but an interesting one nonetheless. Eagles improved to four and L. Your lone unbeaten team in the NFL. They get it done over the Jaguars, but only by eight. Not a not a crazy blowout that I was kind of thinking for. Although there was some weather in this game, so it was a factor in the uh, offensive side of all. Yeah, pregame, I just saw videos and pictures of the field pregame, and it, it looked yeah. like a full-on monsoon. They were catching. Ian some, was coming through. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They were catching some uh, scattered showers from Ian, just blowing everything around. Mm-hmm. It was ugly. Jalen Hurts, though, once again, MVP talks. They have to start soon, right? Yeah, well, they've already started. 16 and 25, 204 with an interception, no touchdowns through the passing side of things. He got um, one with San- his feet. He did get one with his feet. Sanders added two on the ground as well. 134 yards for him. A.J. Brown almost 100 yards on a day. Eagles, 4-0, your leading team in the NFL. The other New York t- team, the Jets, get the win over the Steelers. This one, I think both of us had Steelers, so this one hurts a little bit. Zach Wilson comes in for Flacco. Zach Wilson had a... Decent enough day, 18 to 36, so an even 50%, 252 yards and a touchdown. And on the other side of the ball, the big news of the day is Mitch Trubisky out, Kenny Pickett in. Yeah, it's it's finally Kenny time, and the Steelers fans have been asking for it. I thought I thought the Steelers were going to be a much better team than they are this year. I, thought, I gave them the Mike Tomlin bump. I think everybody else gave them. Jets, just a surprising late-game win. I... I almost thought they were going to roll over and die right at the, there at the end. And uh, Zach Wilson said, um, nope, I'll take this W. Thanks. See you guys later. Yeah, just a weird team. They're 2-2, two and two, and uh, it's hard to say what they really are. But uh, the Steelers 1-3 and three, looking like they're um, heading for some soggy sorrows along with the Lions. Kenny Pickett maybe can come in and – Spark that offense, unlike Mitch Trubisky could. And, uh, Kenny Pickett, though, on his first play, throws a throws an interception. So uh, not a great start for him. But I think Peyton Manning had an, uh, had an interception his first throw, too. Or Brett Favre, maybe. One of those two Hall of Famers had a, had a, had a pick on their first play. So Kenny Pickett, season starts now. Well, good on him to respond with two, two on his own. Yeah, yeah, he 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 turned it around, and maybe the Steelers turn it around next week, and Kenny Pickett leads them to the promised land. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Bills over the Ravens by three. Bills were down for most of this game. Uh, they were down twenty to three in the first half. 
clawed their way back. Ravens get shut out in the second half. Harbaugh got greedy at the end. He wanted the touchdown. He wanted the Bills to mm-hmm. have to come back on the field and prove themselves a winner in this game and couldn't convert convert the uh, fourth uh, fourth down and touch fourth and goal play. Gave yep. the ball up and uh, Bills marched down, kick a field goal. See you later. Bills are three and one. A lot of teams, Super Bowl contenders or Super Bowl predictors predictions uh, have the Bills. So arguably one of the best teams in the in the league. The Ravens two and two, but two 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 teams right there that uh, will probably be playing in the postseason. Another team that may be playing in the postseason, the Chargers. As a uh, as we said, get it done over the Texans. I said that the Chargers would take the energy, they'd zap it from the Texans, and they did so early. They were up. I think like 20 to nothing, 21 to nothing. They, they, they let the Texans crawl, crawl it back, uh, late, but they win 34, 24 Herbert, 340, 340 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. I didn't see much of this game because the chargers took an early lead. What I did see though, is how scary Herbert's throws are. I would honestly be frightened to be a receiver uh catching his balls the cameraman couldn't even catch up uh keep up with the speed of some of his throws it was it's ridiculous he's he's throwing darts out there huh it's unbelievable there's no arc on it it's just raw power on a dead line still probably shaking off that rib injury a little bit so no power loss for him uh they got their first rushing touchdown claps for the chargers first rushing first rushing touchdown of the year today in week four wow that's (laughs) That's where I love where you come in. You're letting the shareholders know the great stats. I didn't know that, but that's uh, at least the Lions can hang their hats on that. They uh, right. got a rushing but, touchdown. Well, they made up for it today. Like I said, they got their their first one of the year, and uh, Eckler had three on the ground today, so through the air and on the ground. So great day for him if you got him in fantasy. Um, yeah, I'm sure didn't some have owners. A great day. Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just—I'm sure some owners to jump shipped on his stock a while. Probably oh, right. Too. Probably, probably wishing they wouldn't have now. Yeah, we said uh, Cardinals would beat the Panthers. At least I did, uh, and they did so. Twenty-six, sixteen. Panthers one and three. Baker Mayfield struggling once again. Christian McCaffrey did play. Uh, we thought maybe he was going to be out on a Wednesday. It looked like he wasn't going to play this week, but he was questionable, uh, and did did make an appearance today. Not a big game for him, but uh, Cardinals grinded out kind of game for them. Uh, they're two and two. Yeah, this game may uh, may have broken an NFL record for amount of balls batted down at the line of scrimmage. I mean, I nearly I think I saw three or four of Baker's, uh, at least two of Kyler's, but then he got really scared and once again rolled out of the pocket because he's short. Because he's short, he's got to he can't see over the line, so he's got to go somewhere where he can see. Right, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Panthers one and three, as we said. Cardinals two and two. Cardinals yeah. a lot of defense in this game too. A lot of turnovers. Yeah, you know, and one of the thrilling games of the week, we had yet another overtime game. Second overtime game of the week. Packers win it on a last minute field goal, last second field goal to get the win over the Patriots. Patriots are one and three. They've got the Lions next week. Packers three and one, tied with the Vikings for the lead in the NFC North. Yeah, teased it earlier, maybe a little more than a tease, maybe a full boob. But uh, Brian Hoyer taking the full shot, he's gone, which means it's the era of Bailey Zappi, and 
it didn't start good. I believe his career started on the ten yard line. Maybe it it was brutal. It, I don't know what he turned around. It sounds like he came back and put him in a position to win. So I missed yes. the second half of it though. He he did it. He did some some nice things, some decent things, and uh, to be seen on what the Mac Jones injury was and if he's going to be ready for next week, but. Yeah, maybe he jumps to number two over Brian Hoyer after this week. Packers eke one out. I think you and I both thought it wouldn't have been this close. Once again, they they get it done as they always do. I uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is just done throwing balls in his career unless mm-hmm. he switches teams. I think he's really just fed up with these receivers at yeah, this that point. Pick there six was he had was ugly. Ugly. There were several balls I've seen. I saw where. He, he put it up there for his receivers, and they put absolutely zero effort into once the ball's in the air, like going to the ball. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like lackadaisically throwing the ball at this point. He's not, he's not really yeah. sharp you know, out when there. You, but you go out with buddies, and everybody's running nine routes, and you're just kind yeah. of throwing them up with a big arc. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. He was 21 of 35 today, 251 and two touchdowns. We got one more game. Broncos fall to the Raiders. Raiders, we said it. Black hole was going to rise again. They did. They're back in the win column. One and three now. They finally gobble up a win. It's good to see the black hole finally get one for the confidence booster. Although Derek Carr, I think Devontae Adams might be regretting his choice to come back and play with you. Hey, he had uh, nine catches, 101 yards. His best game of the year for sure. Just building up that chemistry. Maybe, Maybe just taking a couple weeks, you know? Yeah, I think Derek Carr might have ADHD. He uh, he really zeroes in on one guy every game. You saw it last year when he only had Renfro and Waller, and he switched between those two. Now mm-hmm. he's got Devontae Adams and just forces passes to him all day long, and Renfro's out. So the the Raiders are in the win column. So maybe a force to reckon with. Now we've only got well, actually, let me think about it here. There's no, there's only one undefeated team. That's the that's the Eagles four zero, and there's only one team with not without a win, and that's the Texans. Although they do have a tie. It's true. So, do you think Mister Unlimited had a uh, danger witches pregame? <laughs> Maybe. What's the store for those again? I'm assuming Subway. I, I don't know. There could be Subway. Could be. It's not Jimmy John's. Uh, it could be Subway. Jimmy John's or, wouldn't uh, allow it. Jersey Mike's. Ooh, little JM. I don't honestly know. But yeah, Danger Witch is, he's got an interesting brand he's got behind his, his name. I don't know your gripe with Jersey Mike's, but. It's dark. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. They're pretty good. Better you than Subway, we, but that's not saying much. No, it's not saying much. Subways are closing all over the nation, especially after the tuna situation. They have put all their stock into Steph Curry. Heck yeah. And, and Charles Barkley. Ooh. Chuck. <laughs> uh, you know, we failed to mention that the Lions game 48-45 was a uh, scoregami. Yeah, it's a real heartbreaking thing to take with you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. probably because uh, not many people put up 45 points and lose a football game. No, no. And in 48 on the other side is pretty uncommon as well. Congrats to you if you had the over. We do have one game in progress. We've got the Chiefs 
handing it to the Buccaneers right now. It's second quarter just started and it's already 21 to three. Ugly. Yeah, ugly for me too because I said the Buccaneers were going to be playing for Tampa, playing for Florida after Ian goes through. Uh, that's clearly not the case. But, I mean, hey, can't count them schedule. out. There's still a lot of time left, but not looking good so far for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, they got thrown off schedule. We we said it, and uh, creatures of habit more than anybody than NFL players. And once they get mm. kicked off schedule, they're all sorts out of whack. Think of the guys that had to go to London. Every team does it differently. Some get in earlier in the week, some go later. I think the Vikings got in on Friday. So just to turn around your time, it's a probably a seven-hour time difference for them in Minnesota. To me, I would want to be there earlier, man. I don't, I don't know. Fr- getting in Fridays on a red-eye. They, they took a red-eye, too. Yeah, that's terrible. I don't know why they would do that to their players, but whew, whatever, bruv. Creatures of habit, that's really got to throw off your schedule. Speaking of getting thrown off schedule, we've got one more week until the bye for the Lions. Can't believe it's already time to start talking about buys. Teams are going to start having buys in, I think the Lions are the first week of buys. Yeah, they always have that early one like we we talk about Mm -hmm. because of the Thanksgiving game, which, I mean, might be the first year they truly need it early. Got to get some some guys back uh, off the injury report. Jamison Williams may be back after the bye sooner than later, but the lines are kind of limping towards that bye. As we said, they've got the the Patriots next week. That's the NFL in a nutshell, though. And lastly, before we talk college football, record recap update. So far, I am 12-2 and two with two games remaining. Looking like I'm going to not get the victory uh, with the Bucks pick that I had over the Chiefs. So I may be... Maybe maybe thirteen wins is my ceiling this week, but twelve and two so far. Andrew on the other side is ten and four. Much improved for both of us this week. I'll take it. As a gambling man, which I'm not, I'll take it. We've got um Rams 49ers tomorrow night, as well as Bucks Chiefs currently in progress. You may get one on me with the Chiefs pick, but we've both got Rams tomorrow night, so I think I've already secured the win over you this week. Sorry, not sorry. Never be sorry about a win. That's right. All right, let's talk college football real quick. Uh, Bryce Young, more like Bryce Young after this week, got an injured shoulder, AC joint. He may not miss any time, but um, I called for Bama to be on upset alert with Arkansas, and I was completely proven wrong on that one. Bama handily takes out Arkansas. Got close for a little bit there, but Alabama still, still good. And Bryce Young... Maybe out next week against Texas A&M, but I think they get it done either way. Uh, Michigan gets a slow burn win on the road against Iowa, who almost looked like they were going to get skunked for a minute there. Iowa not known for putting up a lot of points, but uh, Michigan gets it done on the road. Blake Corum gets uh, another good game under his belt on Heisman watch. Much better fairing for the Michigan Wolverines than the uh, Spartans, the other team in the state. They yeah, lose sounds- to Maryland. CMU gets a loss as well. We got to mention them just because Chippewas are doing well in the NFL. Georgia, Missouri was an interesting one. Georgia, number one team in the league, or number one team in college football, had a little bit of a scare against a team that I don't think anybody had uh, had had on upset alert. But Missouri, Mizzou, kept it close, had it had the lead 
for a while, for most of the game, really. And Georgia does what Georgia does and ultimately pulls it out. Yeah, I thought they were on upset watch on that one. Well, just because it's in Missouri, right? Yeah, I mean, that uh, Georgia, I was kind of like catching it out of the corner of my eye at the bar. Georgia really didn't have a ton going, and then they just Mm kind of had Superman plays. Yeah, and Georgia, you've mentioned it before, but they don't exactly look like the world beaters. No, they don't have the defense that they had last year. I mean... The week one, they definitely looked like they had the defense yeah. they had last yeah. year, but but not since. Hey, your your Kansas Jayhawks almost almost get a, a shocker loss there, but um, they win one with a missed field goal at the end from a kick that was never going to make it. It was ugly. It was a shank and a half. They're really testing the guys who uh, who are setting the rankings. Really testing their metal to see if they know where to put them. Well, guess what? Do you know? Am I going to spoil you right now with what they're ranked? Hit me. Number 19. They jump all the way out from outside the rankings all the way to 19 this week. Wow. I thought they'd still be in the 20s, but sure. No. I know. It's kind of crazy. Washington lost and fell six spots. And uh, yeah, there's actually, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams jumped from non-ranked to into the rankings in the top 25 LSU jumped into the rankings. Uh, they're 25th. Cincinnati jumped in the rankings. They're 24th. Mississippi State, they're 23rd. Syracuse, go orange. They're 5-0, and undefeated. They jumped to 22. Uh, Kansas, also 5-0. and They're 19, as we said. UCLA, also 5-0. and Shout out Chip Kelly. Um, uh, and then TCU jumps to 17 out of the, 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 the biggest jump of the week. They're 4-0. and so there's a couple teams on here that they're unexpected undefeated teams. TCU, UCLA, Kansas, and Syracuse, all undefeated. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, I don't know if you'd ever see it out of the Horned Frogs, nor will you ever see it again. <laughs> They've got a big matchup. They take on uh, against against Kansas. So uh, one of those teams. Here we be, go. Yeah, it's a real test. Number, number 19, Kansas, versus uh, number 17, TCU. And that's the game day game of the week. That's where college game day will be. Classic game day is really uh, throwing some curveballs in this year. They are putting yeah. some miles on the crew. Yeah, I should mention that game's in Kansas. Kansas being the home team, so first time for college game day in Lawrence. Right, there's a there's been a App State. There's been a couple new places this uh, this tour. Yeah, they're really like they're pinpointing these games now. I, I like that so much better. Syracuse, as we said, also another undefeated team, but they've got NC State this week. Uh, who's 14th and then they've got Clemson who's five and then they have a date with Wake Forest later in the season so if they can somehow pull out an undefeated season it's not going to be an easy path for them this is going to probably be the hardest stretch right here yeah but hey go orange there you got to love a little underdog situation Uh, and then the other five and oh team UCLA Chip Kelly's squad they've got two back-to-back Matchups against ranked teams. They've got Utah at 11 and then Oregon at 12 uh, and then USC later on in November. So, so another team with a, with a tough road to going undefeated. This seems like a little more of an even matchup for Oregon. It does. It does. Uh, Yeah. So that's your college football ranking. The top changed a little bit. Alabama jumped Georgia after their little bit of a scare with Missouri. So Alabama is now your number one team in the nation. Georgia, uh, is now two Ohio State three and Michigan four. 
Um, the rest of the top six did not move. Ole Miss jumps into the top 10. They're the biggest um, jump into the top 10 this week. They move up five spots. Wake Forest moves up seven to number 15. They're your biggest mover of the week. And all those new new members of the top 25. So I like it. I like college football when it's a little bit of a, of a toss-up when you've got these teams that are shaking up the system, some lesser-known teams. Yeah, especially especially when we're in the movement of consolidating conferences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and a, a consolidating conferences and an expanding playoff too. Yeah, so they're really putting their hats in the ring, saying, "Hey, don't forget about us. We can still compete." Uh, I don't know if you caught this, but Syracuse was beating whoever the hell they were playing, some weird team, right? Um, or it was, it was something with an R W W something. Um. They put on the mercy rule, which is a little unknown fact about the NCAA is if both teams agree, they can they can put the mercy rule in effect. And Syracuse played in the second half. They played instead of 15 minute quarters. They paid two 10 minute quarters. Shut up. Yeah, no, it's a real thing. People weren't happy because of like the gambling implications. I'm sure that's unbelievable. You got to know the rules as a gambler could be could be a mercy rule. You got to know these things. I mean that's very true. I that's that's a rule that you might not see again, or you'll see no. it in quick succession because everybody will remember it now. So the team was Wagner, by the way. Um, oh so, God! Yeah, no, no one's ever even heard of Wagner, but yeah, they put out they they both both teams agreed to shorten the second half and they win fifty nine to nothing. Um, uh, a lot of people have been complaining on Twitter too. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but. They've been doing baseball cut-ins during football on ESPN. So when George, uh, George, when Judge goes to <laughs> goes to bat, they they do a picture in picture with with the game, whatever game that's being played, and the 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 Yes Network from New York, and they give the feed for every Judge at bat. So there's been some so people stupid. upset about that. <laughs> it's <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. I could give a shit less. I don't care. It's so dumb to me. If you want to watch baseball, you're gonna watch baseball right you're gonna want to see history you do that but uh, what it, it makes no sense to me no not everybody's in new york you're no not everyone's a new york baseball fan that's for sure not everybody's a baseball fan it's, it's a dying sport now if you want to talk growing sports let's talk pickleball and let's talk about that 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 shit i was watching last night foot volley Oh man, that looked like some real top-notch athlete stuff. If anybody out there has the YouTube TV Sports Plus package, uh, that's the that's the way you get Red Zone on YouTube TV. But you also get a couple other unknown networks like BN Sports. And uh, when college football cooled off last night and there's nothing else under watch, I pulled up Foot Volley live from uh, or not live. It was it was pre-recorded from Florida. They they play this on the beaches of Florida. It's just like volleyball. But you can use your you don't use your hands, you use your feet and your head. Wait, was this did they even clean up the courts or did they just have like Ian wreckage everywhere? Oh, that's what I was trying to figure out. It it looked like this. It was obviously pre recorded because it was sunny and this was at like ten o'clock at night. So oh, pre recorded. Okay. But um it looked like it was pre storm. Like almost you could almost see the storm and just I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. Well, but it was also on the other side of Florida, like it was Pompano Beach or Pompano Beach, whatever it is. So it was on the side that didn't get the brunt of the storm. But yeah, check out Foot Volley. Uh, I can't say that it's that great of a watch, but if you're ever desperate for things to watch, pull up pull up BN Sports. Yeah, that's how you know if you're a real sports fan. 
That's right. That's right. How dedicated are you really? Yeah, so we mentioned it. Lions, probably a must win, like you said, against the Patriots next week. Um, otherwise, they'll be going one and four into the bye. Yeah, you don't want to go into a bye at one and four. Uh, it's the NFL. You can't make the excuse of injuries, but boy, do I really want to make the excuse of all the injuries they have right now. Yeah, one more thing before we jump off the airwaves here. Josh Schuler, that's the strength and conditioning coach for the Detroit Lions. He was one of the very few coaches that they brought over from the Patricia era. They pretty much cleared house when Dan came in, brought in his own guys, but he was one of the guys that they brought over from the Patricia era. He's been there since 2016, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. Once again, let's get uh, John John in there. St. Brown. He needs a job. Uh, I don't know. Me. I mean... We're, strength and conditioning coach is so hard to judge from the outside. You, if you're if you're in the organization, you can judge it a lot better. Uh, but seems like I, I this is something that happened in the Patricia era too. But they had a lot of injuries with with Matty P at the helm too. It seemed like so this well, isn't like where, anything new. Yeah, I mean that's where Okuda got his. Yeah, a lot of lot of injuries, a lot of injuries for the Lions. It was a little more of a healthier week this week. Nobody getting carted off. Nobody walked off and anything too major. Rodrigo had a few plays off and, and Hutchinson as well was down for a minute there, but it seemed like both those guys are okay. Like we said, bye week and one week after their matchup against the Patriots on the road, should mention it's on the road in New England at Gillette. So always a tough place to, to play, but we'll give a more of a breakdown of that game on walk through Wednesday. Until then, this has been the big show on the Lions Share podcast. We'll see you all on Walkthrough Wednesday. Don't forget to like and rate and subscribe and all that good stuff. It really helps us out. We appreciate it if you do so. And don't be afraid to send us a message. We'll put the link in the description if you want to be a caller. Just like Mitch from Fort Wayne, you can be a, become uh, a famous in the airwaves of the Detroit Lions podcast. So become a shareholder today. Join the podcast. Join the message box if you'd like to have something be known. We know some there's some upset guys out there right now with Aaron Glenn. If you want to voice yourself in any way, get it in by Wednesday for the Wednesday walkthrough uh, to be included on there. So if we want to include it, we will. If we don't, we don't. But until then, until Wednesday, go Lions! Yeah.